Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Grassroots Holistic Health Talk Radio Show. I'm your host, Barbara Wesley Grace, speaking to you live from Brooklyn, New York. And I want to really thank you for taking uh, your evening, the time of your evening, to share your uh, your energy. Uh, and I must also say, Happy New Year to everyone. And I hope that your uh, day and the rest of this year is filled with joy, wellness, and abundant blessings. Uh, my wife and I, we uh, practiced Kwanzaa uh, up until yesterday, and we found ourselves very enriched uh, this year, especially going into uh, our second year of experiencing the pandemic. Um, we just needed to uplift one another, and on my uh, Facebook page and other uh, network uh, platforms, I tried to encourage all of us uh, who were friends and uh, associates to share joy amongst each other in these trying times. Uh, I must also, I would be remiss if I did not uh, give thanks to the One Most High. Uh, indeed, I'd say, Alafia namaste, shalom, assalamu alaikum, and peace and blessings to all. We give thanks to the One Most High for allowing this show to take place, um, I thank my ancestors, and I send blessings, love, and respect to my elders, my in-laws, my siblings, my extended family, and of course, indeed, my queen, my lovely wife, who is sitting here next to me. Hi, hon. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Alafia, everyone. Happy New Year, a blessed New Year, full of abundance in all of its forms. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, this is a special day. This being the second day of the new year, but uh, it's a full moon, and it has certain metaphysical and astrological uh, implications, which I'm not going to go into right now, but I must also acknowledge the fact that our ancestors, those brothers and sisters who experienced slavery uh, some 400 years ago before uh, the Emancipation Proclamation was signed by President Lincoln, and, and indeed, at that point, we were not completely freed. Many of us still remained on, on plantations. But they dreaded the new year because that was a period in which uh, ancestors were being sold, if not loaned, to other plantations, and the families were separated. So that was a dreaded uh, period, as it were. Uh, indeed, they have a... Uh, a, 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 an acknowledgement within the churches at the time, which was called, what was that called? That was watch, a night, watch night service. Watch night service, yeah. yeah. So th- th- that implied, I guess, they were watching out for each other and to find out, indeed, who was being separated from their families, and they uh, communicated and congregated in prayer, and, and to, indeed, 
uh, not be uh, uh, separated and, and, and uh, victimized by the so-called slave owners. So, of course, this show is dedicated to uh, a book which is, was authored by our current mayor, a newly inaugur inaugurated uh, mayor, Eric Adams. And the title of the book is Healthy at, La at Last. I'm so excited to be reviewing this book again, but I basically use this book as a segue to talk about health. Uh, indeed, this is something that my wife and I are very uh, adamant about and very serious about uh, is our personal health, but also wanting to be of service to our community so that we can share our knowledge to assist those who are not in a healthy state. So, uh, indeed, Eric, in his book, he talks about how he and his, um, his mother uh, had a history in their family of diabetes. And he, he, before he found out that he was diabetic, he was always in, in a state of uh, uh, unrest with knowing that his mother had to inject herself with insulin. And... Uh, one of the things that he uh, was able to discover, not by accident, but by uh, divine uh, intervention, was that he prayed to the Most High, he prayed to God to show him a way to assist his mother uh, from, being, uh, from suffering from diabetes. Uh, lo and behold, he states, quote-unquote, that God answered his prayers, but not in the way that he would have thought would, would happen, and that he came down with a discovery uh, from a doctor from another illness that he was complaining about, and the doctor says, well, you have diabetes. And uh, he was actually, I think he went to the doctor saying that he was losing his eyesight in one eye, his left eye, and his fingers were numb and tingling, and he thought that it was just a, a, a matter of, of him being stressed out um, as a policeman and maybe corporal tunnel, uh, syndrome, but uh, the doc, the doc, doctor gave him a uh, diagnosis of having having diabetes. So and, that, and I think it should be specified type two diabetes because there is a difference. Yes, I'm happy you mentioned that, hon. Yeah, type two diabetes. Uh, he was pre-diabetic, so you have type one diabetes, which one is born with, uh, and then type two diabetes is. Uh, what you can acquire from not having a healthy diet. Well, it's considered adult onset mm -hmm. diabetes. Type 2 yes. is adult onset because generally um, people who develop type 2 diabetes, they, they are, you know, in their adult years. So the, so the years of um, not properly taking care of your body by eating and drinking things that, would allow diabetes to foster in your body, by the time you become an adult, that's when you get the diagnosis. Yes, yes, yes. A uh, very good point you're making, hon. Um, the, the problem that we have today is that we're being challenged by the pandemic, and the pandemic is uh, causing people to be stressed out and suffering from anxiety 
And what does one do when you're under stress? And you you're eat. Suffering? You eat. <laughs> Among other things. Yeah. But I think eating is the most. Um, That's high, high on the list. High on the list. And it's, it's easy to do. And you could just drop into your local store and buy that package of Twinkies yeah. <laughs> and, and just go to town with them. Mm-hmm. Sure. So uh, I must also say that, uh, as a disclaimer, anything that you hear on our show is uh, only for informational purposes, uh, entertainment, as it were, uh, to inform what we do in terms of our lifestyle. But we recommend that you consult with your doctor, uh, your health, uh, your dietitian, your lawyer, for that matter, if it involves uh, anything that's legal. Um, So with that being said, you know, I hope that indeed what is shared can be taken for what it's worth and, and again, to be proactive and do your due diligence. Um, Eric Adams, Mayor Eric Adams, as part of his 100-step-forward plan for New York City, he's on a mission to tackle, quote-unquote, to tackle one of the most stubborn health problems in the country, and that is the chronic disease that's prevalent within the African-American community. He states that African-Americans are heavier and sicker than any other group in the United States, with nearly half of all black adults suffering from some form of cardiovascular disease or or not some type of debilitating debilitating disease such as type 2 diabetes. After Mayor Adams woke up with severe vision uh, loss one day in 2016, he learned that he was one of the nearly 5 million Again, I repeat, 5 million black people living with diabetes. And according to his doctor, he would have, to, he would have it for the rest of his life, he was told. The voodoo curse. Yes, yes, indeed. <laughs> they tell you have it forever, and they know good and well you can beat it. <laughs> yes. And so as a police officer for over two decades, he was a connoisseur of the fast food dollar menu, which you can purchase at, at uh, McDonald's and Burger King and other fast food places. And like so many Americans with stressful jobs, such as he had as a policeman, uh, the last thing he wanted to think about was eating healthfully. And fast food was easy, cheap. And it tastes good. And it tastes good. <laughs> I mean, let's be real. Yes, it it was. tastes good. I used to, uh, you know, enjoy it. Well, you know I did. Even to the point that I would go to places uh, with the name beginning with uh, the W, uh, and this was WF, and they had burgers the size of a quarter. And you, you WF? Yeah. You know, um, WC, White no, Castle. No, WC, WC, White, White Castle. Castle. Yes. <laughs> you know, and they had these small burgers, and you would look at them. They did. They had a, a little gray uh, blemish to them. They didn't look like with uh, at Burger King or any other uh, hamburger place where you would see a redness. And, of course, that was the blood uh, that this was in the meat. So these, these burgers were artificially... Or food dye injected into the processed food. Oh, it food could dye. be anything. We, yes. we actually don't know. We didn't know. We did not and, know. And that's part of the problem. We don't know some of the things that we're ingesting. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and most of the things that we ingest, if we go into our cupboard, into our pantry, and look at the labels, preservatives is the dominant uh, uh, ingredient. Of course. If you can't pronounce it, don't eat it. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. And that's easier said than done. I, you know, I, uh, many of us still struggle with it. 
I mean, I don't eat, I don't go to fast food places, mm-hmm. but um, it's a struggle eating healthfully all the time. So I, I just wanted to interject. We're not making light of it or anything. Right. And, um, you know, on my husband's show, when, when I talk about personal experiences, I talk about them in the hopes that others can benefit from my mistakes, learn from my mistakes, and also see each other as human beings. We're not perfect. And that's what I love about my husband's show because he gives reminders of things. Some of the things talked about on Grassroots Holistic Health, we know these things, but we don't do them. And that's why community is so important because community can hold you accountable. They can help you to reach your goals. Community can help you to stay on track. So that, that's Absolutely. what I like about that's what I like about your show, Bob, because you give information. You always talk about something of value, but it's also serving um, for those who might not be able to say change their diet or you know whatever it is the goal that they're trying to reach. You know, we we help to hold others accountable by giving a gentle nudge as, mm-hmm. yep, we know you're human. Now, time to set a new goal. Like yes. each each day you get to, as, as the Bible says, you know, we should die daily for Christ. And um, the other holy books yes. have a similar yes. statement. Every day allows you to have that renewal period mm-hmm. where it doesn't matter what happened yesterday, but now this is a new day. And, okay, so you ate that entire bag of Cheetos, right? <laughs> so today you know, don't do that. Yes. Right? And if you fall short tomorrow, Wednesday, don't don't go near the grocery stores that sell the Cheetos to make you uh, want to buy them. You know, like make it difficult for yourself. Don't yeah. bring them in the house. Don't buy it. So it's, it's good. That's what I like about this show. Well, I, I'm happy you mentioned that because uh... – I, I just thought of the word, uh, well, the, the three P's, positive peer pressure. Oh, and, I like that, positive yes, peer pressure. Positive P-P-P. peer pressure, PPP. Kind of sounds funny, but it's a good acronym, positive peer pressure. Yes, yes, I think that's... Instead of shame and blame. Absolutely. You ever know someone that, like, I remember, like not even years ago, but decades ago, when I was trying to quit smoking cigarettes. Mm-hmm. And you got these these friends, they mean well, I'm sure they meant well, they didn't know any better, but they would try to like shame you into doing something or blame you into stop doing something. And that's totally counterproductive. So mm-hmm. I like the PPP, positive peer pressure, not shaming and blaming, holding each other accountable, but doing it in a way where you're, validating, you understand what the person is going through, and at the same time, you're holding space for them in your energy and in your spirit. You're holding that space for them that you know that they can succeed in what they're trying to do. Yeah. Yeah. I I think of our sister, our beloved sister, uh, who's now an ancestor, uh, Donis. You know, she suffered from type 2 diabetes. And one of the things in her last days when I went to visit her, I don't think you were with me at the time. You may have been, but I think I told you. 
when I came to her bedside and the rest of the family was coming, her, her, her children, for that matter, uh, her, her youngest her son, um, Bobby, came with um, a, a, a nicey. And I, I was taken back. And I was saying, you know, she suffered from uh, type 2 diabetes, and now she's being fed, uh, being uh, given a, 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 a food that, that's just high in the content of sugar. And he didn't and know. I, and he didn't know. Many people don't know. Exactly. But then his father, her husband, would come and bring her a Diet Coke or a Diet Pepsi. They don't know. They don't know. People or, don't or, know. Or like you were saying, we do know, but we tend to to give in, to cover it up or to not be firm. Because many of us, as we come to each other's homes for Christmas, uh, dinner, for uh, weddings and birthdays and so forth, we know that cake is going to be served and other sweets that are high content in sugar. But we say, oh, we can just do this one day. I'll just have a slice. I'll just have this and that. But if you, you know, the, I, I come from being a runner, I always try to share this adage that I learned from the elders when I first started running, and that is that the body keeps score. What you put in, the body is going to keep uh, a record of that, if you will. And, uh, and you will either be able to uh, eat well and have healthy habits and reap the benefits, have to be zero, the residual withdrawals years later, plus or minus negative or positive. So the PPP, the positive peer pressure that I like to instill uh, as humbly as I can from this show, is that we have the notion that we can pressure one another to do better, to establish better eating habits, to uh, learn from those of us who have suffered before us or who are currently suffering, that you cannot keep doing the same thing. And what is it? Keep doing the same thing and accepting different results. Oh, the definition of insanity. The definition of insanity. <laughs> yeah, we many of us are functionally insane. Yeah. <laughs> because I used to be addicted. I smoked a pack of cigarettes a day. Uh, I would drink sodas, you know, um, sometimes two or three cans a day, and 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 then I I thought that I was doing better by buying orange juice and other juices and not reading the labels. But again, we didn't know. We didn't know. I thought that I was um, having a healthy beverage by drinking orange juice or grape juice yes. or even my, my form of favorite juice was cranberry juice. Ah. I loved it yes. and didn't realize that it was loaded with sugar. And we, what, don't, we don't and, know. And what was the rub with cranberry juice being a woman? We, we, we well, were cranberry, told that cranberry juice, juice, cranberry juice um, purportedly helps with... Um, Things like pelvic inflammatory disease and um, bladder bladder infections, things like that. Yeah, uterus, um, uh, healthy uterus. Uh, well, I can't I, I can't go too oh, deeply into it yeah. because that's not my field of expertise. Yeah. But um, I do know that women were told to drink it if you had like a bladder infection and. Oh, yeah, actually, infection. I, I remember that now. Yeah. I actually um, had gone on a ski trip with a friend who um, she was inundating herself with cranberry juice because she had a um, bladder infection. It didn't help her that much during the 
trip, I guess you're supposed to load up on it or something to prevent the infection in the first place. But so much for that, but that is one of the yeah. one of the like folk remedies for it. Yeah. But I'm curious, I'd I'd like to know more I I know the audience is um would like to know more about about Eric's book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well Eric's book he, So what did he do? What what he did, he uh, went to this doctor that told him that he was suffering from type two diabetes and he called he was referred to a doctor I think in Chicago. And he called this doctor, and the doctor told him that he had to uh, become a, a vegetarian, a vegan, actually. And he pushed back from it. You know, he was just upset because of he, his addiction to fast food. He went home, and he went into his cupboards, and he just eventually reckoned with himself that he had to get rid of all the food that was not healthy for him. And um, then he met a a doctor here in Brooklyn. Um, maybe you can share that experience, honey. Well, from his from his book, I know that um, that what he did was he uh, he started on a whole food plant based diet. Right. And I know during his tenure in as um, Brooklyn Borough President. He was promoting the whole food plant-based diet um, in a way that he had different vendors come in and cook, and you know he had events at Brooklyn Borough Hall where you could where you could taste the um, vegan cuisine and talk about it. He had a panelist of doctors that we went to uh, see one of the events once, and it was very informative. Yeah, it was very informative, and so the the one thing I'm curious about, though, and I don't know if it's in his book, is um, what type of support system he had, because changing from eating the standard American diet, which includes fast food, to becoming vegan. That is not an easy task, and I don't know if he talked in the book about what that was like for him, if he had gone back to eating his former diet, and you know if if he vacillated or what. I don't remember, but I personally would would like to know how he handled that. Yeah. Well, the 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 the, the thing that I mentioned at the beginning of the show is that I'm using his book as a catalyst, as a segue into talking about what's what's impacting our community right now in terms of our health habits. Uh, he, in his book, talks about how he lost uh, 35 pounds and was able to lower his uh, cholesterol uh, by 30 points. Uh, his vision was restored, and he completely reversed his diabetes, his type 2 diabetes, by a... Um, Recommend, recommended regimen given to him by a doctor located in Brooklyn Heights here in Brooklyn, New York. And uh, I was really uh, encouraged by that. However, he doesn't mention that specifically in his book, uh, but he, he does talk about the first doctor that he went to, uh, he called and then eventually went to visit in Chicago, if I'm not mistaken. 
So he has in his books recipes, uh, vegan recipes, that teaches one how to uh, cook uh, appropriately to be a vegan, and if not, a vegetarian. And uh, he talks about also the fact that, indeed, he feels that he can spread the word so that African Americans, and for that matter, all Americans throughout the United States can consider, if not becoming a vegan, at least eliminating and uh, having less meat on their on their plate in terms of it being a prominent uh, uh, ingredient and prominent uh, portion of one's uh, diet, whether, it, whether or not they're having breakfast, lunch, or dinner. So next week I'm going to continue with reviewing his book and get into more detail in terms of uh, some of the things that he shares on, uh, on YouTube that also uh, correlates with what he has in his book. He uh, has really considered that it's important that we recognize that the school system, uh, he mentions how uh, children who leave home, sometimes when they come to school, many of them, when they come to school, their lunch is their first meal. And of course, the food that's being served in the school system is uh, primarily meat and sugar-based. So that's a problem. He states also when they come home that they have another meal which is uh, laden with meat and sugar primarily. So he wants to change that paradigm in terms of uh, us establishing uh, vegetables and fruits as being a prominent ingredient in, 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 our, uh, in our diet. Indeed, as you mentioned, whole food. Well, the fruit should be the fast food, and it yes. truly is because, yes. of, you know, a, a banana, an orange, an apple. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, the fruit is very portable. It's delicious. It can satisfy the sugar cravings, yes. but not in the same way that a slice of cake would or a package of cookies. So it's about retraining our taste buds to appreciate the natural sugar found in fruit, and then that's half the battle. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Uh, the, the fruit that we eat, and by the way, those of you, we're coming towards the end of the show. Those of you who would like to call in, you can call in at 516-418-5829 to share your thoughts and comments. And, of course, the show is archived. So uh, the show can be accessed at uh, blogtalkradio.com uh, forward slash grassroots holistic health. That's my, um, that's my page, my site, and I have archived shows going back uh, more than uh, 10 years for that matter. So again, uh, I just wanted to bring Eric's, uh, Mayor Eric Adams' book to the forefront again because of the fact that we're going into the second year of this pandemic. And um, my wife and I, uh, we are, uh, um, we've had our vaccinations. We've had our first and second and also the booster shot. And we're contemplating taking uh, a, a fourth, or should I say third full shot or dose. So we're following protocol. 
we're very much aware of the fact that many in our community feel that indeed they don't have to become vaccinated, uh, and those who have been vaccinated feel that enough is enough. But I, I encourage you to follow the science and to consult with your doctor if you are not doing that in terms of what she or he feels would be appropriate for you and your family. Uh, the the uh, advent of, of variants such as the Omicron, um, they exist because a far too many of us in our community refuse to become vaccinated and, uh, and wear masks and practice social distancing. Now, I just recently heard from a doctor uh, who was interviewed on, on a, uh, a reputable uh, TV station, TV channel, and he stated that indeed Omicron is uh, moving very, it's a, you can become infected very quickly, almost as fast as one would become infected by measles. And uh, as you know, measles doesn't take much for you to become uh, uh, infected by just have a child go to school and come home, and then, of course, within less than 24 hours, you can notice the symptoms. So we have now far too many children who are becoming infected. Uh, and then there's this notion that it's not that serious, that one can become infected by the Omicron variant, but you don't have to go to the hospital because it can be mild, uh, but that's not true. And then they say that you won't, you won't necessarily die from it which is also not 100% correct. We don't know. We don't know. So this is an uh, ongoing science experience that we're going through right now. It's, it's uh, live, live time. You know, each day they discover something more. And, of course, uh, I'm saying all this, my thoughts are not coming together in terms of uh, Healthy at Last, the title of Eric's book. We are our own best uh, uh, doctor in terms of us being able to be proactive. And that starts with us eating the right foods, um, having proper sleep, having uh, sufficient exercise in our daily routine, and meditation. And that meditation is something that I will cover in the next show. There's various types of meditation. one of the main things that my wife and I have been practicing, and I came into it very naturally because of my running years, some 40 years of running, that uh, being conscious of your breath, which, of course, if you're conscious of your breath, you are able to ameliorate uh, your stress and anxiety by proper breathing, taking deep breaths, not from the chest but from the diaphragm, and also hydrating yourself, drinking uh, anywhere from six to eight glasses of water. Again, consult with your doctor, your dietitian, before you and, and, and embrace any particular dietary regimen. But we must recognize that drinking water, having fruits and veggies, uh, and, and also exercising and meditating. The meditation involves also dealing with uh, having positive thoughts, self-talk to one another with love and, and, and appreciation, and also to share that coming out from you to those in your immediate circle, to your loved ones and to your family and friends and associates 
and to the general public. Those are the things that add to having a healthy body, a healthy life, mind, body, and spirit. So with that being said, I, I want to thank you again for tuning in uh, to our show. And uh, this episode is one that will be continued uh, in, in the second part next week, uh, next Sunday at 6.30. So those of you who uh, really appreciate what we're doing, please feel free. We encourage you to share with your friends and associates about our show. And, of course, as I mentioned before, it can be accessed on the, uh, on the, uh, in the archives. Uh, my website is drumsofchange.com. And we also have a, another site, which is our publishing site, which is greatpublishers.com. You can access uh, a, a wonderful book authored by uh, my wife, Dr. Dora Gray, titled the String, A Stringy Situation. So I encourage you to go to both of those sites, that being drumsofchange.com and greatpublishers.com. Again, we end the show by thanking the Most High for allowing the show to play, take place. We thank our ancestors, and we send blessings, love, and respect to our elders and all of our family members, friends, and associates throughout the community. Alafia, namaste, assalamu alaikum, hetepu, peace, love, and blessings.